0: Automated Data Collection for Macromolecular Crystallography. An article by Graham Winter and Kathleen McCauley from Harwell Science and Innovation Campus, Oxfordshire, United Kingdom. Methods 2011. Abstract An overview, together with some practical advice, is presented of the current status of the automation of macromolecular crystallography. MX data collection with a focus on MX beamlines at Diamond Light Source, United Kingdom. Introduction In the determination of a macromolecular structure by X ray crystallography, the quality of the result remains dependent on the accuracy and completeness of the X ray data collected. However, the collection and analysis of these data are now really the rate-limiting stage in the structure determination process, reflecting the tremendous advances made at synchrotrons of the past 15 years. This is due principally to 1. The widespread availability of intense and tunable synchroton beamlines. 2. The improvements in two-dimensional area detector technology and three, the routine cryocooling of crystals. The advances of the beamline have come from the development of third-generation synchrotron sources, when certain devices, rather than bending magnets, are the primary source of radiation. These insertion devices consist of arrays of static dipole magnets, which cause the electron beam to oscillate, producing broad-spectrum radiation in the case of wiggles and more intense but narrower energy range radiation from the more commonly used undulators. The gaps between the magnets and undulators may be adjusted to change the energy spectrum of the radiation, allowing the beamline to be tuned to specific energies. These third generation sources provide X-rays of unprecedented brilliance via robust and stable tunable beamlines with fine energy resolution and have made the use of anomalous diffraction to solve the phase problem routine. In addition, advances in X-ray optics have impacted on the range of samples that can be used and the type of experiments possible, notably through the provision of ever smaller focus spot sizes and the ability to regionally manipulate the focal size and position. The high intensity of the delivered X ray means that only very short exposure times are required, which is now being capitalized on by the appearance of large, fast readout area detectors, enabling complete crystallographic experiments to be performed within minutes. To take advantage of these developments, significant effort has been developed to the provision of high throughput facilities. And the automated operation of MX beamlines. These were driven in part by a series of structured genomics and proteomics initiatives, which were themselves inspired by the success of genome sequencing efforts and have delivered major advances in protein production. As a result, modern beamlines have become almost fully automated in terms of both beam delivery and sample handling, which is essential for taking full advantage of the intense beamlines and next-generation detectors. While the speed of data collection at the beamline has increased, the size of the crystals being studied has decreased, since the high-intensity rays make even poorly diffracting samples amenable to the data collection. Indeed. The small beams available from current microfocus beamlines are well suited to crystals only tens of microns in size. An emerging trend is to screen crystals without harvesting them from the crystallization experiment, which has become feasible because most crystallization experiments are now performed in standard 96 well plastic plates, and the small crystallization drops remain in place if the tray is placed on edge and inserted into a synchrotron beam. This approach is now commonly referred to as in situ data collection and appears to have much potential and useful data set, can often be collected. Development of the method has led to the appearance of beamlines offering dedicated beam time for such experiments. In addition to the FIP beamline which pioneered the method, including the microfocus beamline I-24 at diamond light source and X-060A beamline at a Swiss light source, where the concept has been taken further by locating a crystallization facility at the beamline. Taken together, these advances have extended the range of possible experiments and changed the way that crystallographic data collection is performed. Crystals that previously would have been dismissed as being too small or imperfect are now being brought to the synchrotron for testing and often subsequent data collection. The trend is further driven by the easy with which hundreds of crystals can be screened for diffraction quality at the beam line during a 24-hour visit. Thus, more challenging projects can be routinely addressed Less time is spent optimizing crystallization conditions to increase crystal size and improve data quality can be achieved for project by collecting data from the best crystals out of many. In the case of Micro Focus Beam, it is now possible to identify and use the most favorable region within a crystal. Together these improvements have fundamentally changed the user experience at the synchrotron. Just a few years ago, users generally concentrated on a handful of projects while at the beamline and had sufficient time to manually plan and execute the diffraction experiments. The amount of data collected could be backed up easily at the end of the shift and the experimental information recorded manually in a laboratory notebook. Today the current infrastructure allows the screening of 30 to 40 crystals per hour which could cover a range of different projects and produce hundreds of gigabytes of data in a 24-hour location. Recording the experimental information and tracking samples become a challenge, as does trying to process data in near real-time to allow informed decision-making. In response, substantial effort has been put in place to develop tools and software to aid the crystallographer, Laboratory information management systems (LIMS), such as BIMS have been developed to track the process of producing protein for structural biology research, and even link to the beamline, CRIMS, and Excel PIMS. These link to LIMS developed to support data collection at the beamline, such as ISPYB, to allow the user to track samples from their laboratory through to data collection, recording the experiments performed at each stage. The place of data collection often makes it difficult for the user to manually devise an optimum data collection strategy for every crystal, and hence automated data collection software such as DNA and eDNA-MX have been developed which provide automated characterization of samples and suggest optimal data collection strategies. Recently efforts have been put into automating data analysis through systems such as XIA2 and AutoProc. Building on XIA2, a faster more streamlined data processing pipeline FastDP has been developed a diamond light source which provides reduced data typically within two minutes of the completion of data collection, resulting in near real-time feedback of data quality for the user. This article provides an overview of these developments and indicates what automation a user may encounter at a modern synchrotron beamline, taking as example the MX beamlines at the diamond light source. These information is relevant to anyone conducting an experiment. At such a beamline, since although advances in hardware and software dramatically ease the structure determination process, an understanding of the principles and best practice of data collection can still make the difference between collecting inadequate data and successful structure solution. Beamline components and automation. A synchrotron beamline consists of a source, for example an insertion device, optics to deliver the beam to the sample, the sample environment and the detector. While the arrangement of optical components will vary in detail from beam line to beam line, typically there will be a monochromator to define the X ray wavelength, optics to focus the beam, slits or apertures to define the beam size diagnostics to monitor beam position and intensity. The main challenges for the beamline are to deliver a beam that is stable in energy, position and intensity during a visit, even when the wavelength is changed, by carefully controlling the optical components in a way which is invisible to the user. Automation of beam delivery. Full beamline automation states the ability to completely control the experimental configuration by a software easily from a single interface. This requires that every component of the beamline relevant to the diffraction experiment is motorized and integrated within the software. So there is no need to enter the beamline to make adjustments during the course of a series of experiments. This makes it easy for the user to change wavelength, optimize beam alignment, change beam size, perform fluorescence scans, or change samples from the control software. The benefits are twofold. Firstly, the user can concentrate solely on the experiment to be performed without needing an in-depth knowledge of the beamline hardware. Secondly, remote access experiments are possible as once the cryo cooled samples are loaded in the automated sample changer, the experimenter can collect the data without physical intervention. To assist the experimental setup, tools have been developed and implemented in the beamline control software which allow the user to easily verify the position of the beam either visually through the use of a scintillator crystal or by executing a scan of the photon flux at the sample position with a photodiode. Sample and beam visualisation were revolutionised by the development of an on-axis viewing systems where a hole is drilled in a camera lens to provide a pathway for the X-ray beam to the sample and the prism used to reflect the image. The implementation of hits on access viewing in the microdiffractometer system that was developed at the EMBL and the ESRF beamline ID13 was a critical step in the development of microcrystallography and has had a major impact on sample manipulation and visualization of MX beamlines worldwide. Conversely, there has been significant development of diagnostic tools to monitor the delivery of X-ray beam at the beamline through the use of position and intensity monitors. Significant improvements in beam delivery have been achieved at many third Generation synchrotrons through the use of the top up mode of operation, where the current in the storage ring is kept almost constant by frequent beam injections. Apart from ensuring uniform intensity, the beam position is more stable since the heat load on the typical components is kept constant. Two decades ago, exploitation of anomalous scattering for phase determination through the multi wavelength anomalous diffraction. MAD technique was considered as difficult as tedious experiment to perform. MAD experiments require the X-ray wavelength to use to be determined and the beamline optics to be correctly aligned for those wavelengths. The tasks are, however, modular and lend themselves to automation. Tunable synchrotron MX beamlines have automated anomalous diffraction experiments where generally the user can drive the experiment from a beamline GUI with little more than a few clicks. Sample handling robotics When the intensity of sources and the readout time of detectors meant that the diffraction data collection took place on a time scale of tens of minutes to hours, the time taken to exchange samples and interlock the experimental area was generally not a limiting factor. As the sources have become more intense and the detectors faster, the time scales of data collection have significantly reduced. Once the timeline for collection of a complete data set drops to a few minutes, the time taken for the sample exchange becomes a limitation, and automation becomes necessary. Automated sample changes have been a routine for the several years, and have become essential components of the beamline. A diamond light source, they are now used by the vast majority of MX users. Standardization of MX experimental apparatus simplifies the procedures required to automate this process. A key development was the introduction of a standard sample holder, the spine pin, which has been adopted at all European beamlines. This benefits the beamlines as a fixed pane length means. There is no need to change the configuration of the goniometer and cryocooling device between user groups and it also benefits the user community since a sample mounted in a standard holder can be mounted by a variety of robotic sample changers across beamlines worldwide. Samples are generally stored and transported to beamline in cassettes Which hold between 10 to 96 samples and a size to fit into standard transport US. The Riga 2 ACTO system was adopted diamond light source on beamlines IO0, IO3 and IO4, and IRI Lacat sample changes on beamlines IO41 and I24. In both cases, the sample cassettes are stored in a duer adjacent to experiment and a general-purpose robotic arm is used to transfer the sample from the cassette to the sample position, maintaining a temperature of approximately 100 Kelvin throughout. When data collection is completed, the sample is replaced in the DUA and the next loaded, which takes less than 40 seconds for the ACTOR robots and the Diamond Light Source Phase 1 beamlines. The UniPack was chosen to be the standard sample cassette for Diamond because it can be used for by both the actor and the cat's robots and offers a high sample density, i.e. 112 samples can be accommodated in a transport duo, 80 in the actor duo and 144 in the cat's duo. The uni has two parts, a sample enclosure and a base. Toolkits are available to facilitate the storage and retrieval of samples into and out of the pack and for the transfer of the packs between transport, sewer, and the robot. Detector technology. Detector hardware has developed immeasurably since the first synchrotron beamlines came online some 30 years ago. The progression has been from photographic film through image play systems which could be read out in place in a matter of minutes to CCD detectors, which read out time measured in seconds. The current generation of ccd based detectors have a read out time of around one second, requiring the use of shutter data collection. Within the last two years, the first commercial implementation of the pixel ray detector pad technology has become available. These hybrid detectors have a readout time of a few milliseconds, a minimal point spread function which causes the spread of measured intensity from one pixel to its neighbors, and negligible readout noise. These therefore permit a new regime of data collection, very fine slices, collected continuously as opposed to the shuttered collection of a series of small angular range frames. In addition, as the new generation of detector hardware has a wider dynamic range than that of CCD-based instruments, the requirement for separately recording high and low dose scans is usually eliminated. However, even the pad technology has some limitations. They become less sensitive at high energy and are limited in the total count rate on the detector. Continuous readout CCD based detectors, which promise to provide even faster frame rates, are expected to be available for MX shortly and may provide the ability to further enhance the speed of data acquisition. Data collection. Even with an emphasis on automation, it is still critical to have a good understanding on the process and pitfalls of macromolecular crystallography data collection, software tools to assist with data collection and now an integral part of MX data collection. The process. The basic steps of single crystal X-ray diffraction data collection for macromolecules, are to mount and align the crystal and the X-ray beam, characterize the crystal, determine possible data collection strategies Implement the most appropriate data collection strategy. As described previously, many of these steps are automated. In particular, sample loading is performed usually by robotic sample changers, and there are tools to optically line the sample, or align based on the strength of diffraction. Nevertheless, to many beamlines, part of this process often remains manual, as the eye is very good at recognizing crystals. The subsequent characterization may be as simple as collecting a single diffraction image and judging quality by eye. More commonly, however, the characterization includes recording a small number of diffraction images, which may be used to determine the base data collection strategy. And, for anomalous diffraction experiments, a fluorescent scan to characterize the anomalous scattering of heavy atoms in the sample. In some extreme cases, where crystals are extremely small or sensitive to radiation damage, it may be best to simply collect data according to a predetermined protocol. In some cases, the beamline user interface can link these steps into a single workflow. While in principle, this process could be performed with no user intervention, this is not recommended. Instead, the user can be guided by an automated tools providing input and making a selection of data collection strategy to use. Experiment control. For macromolecular crystallography, graphical interfaces, GUIs rather than scripts are accepted as the best method to control the beamline. As well as allowing control for all experimental hardware, the GUI should also control the sample changer and allow visualization of the sample to ensure correct alignment. In recent years, GUIs have become more comprehensive, giving the user the flexibility to design, queue, and execute a series of experiments and also, in some cases, displaying experimental results within the GUI. Diamond Light Source is unusual in using a single system for data acquisition across all beamlines, GDA. From this single interface, it is possible to control every aspect of the experiment, simplifying remote operation of the beamline. For routine operation, the main requirements are to be able to load and centre samples, perform fluorescence scans, and to collect refraction data. In GDA. These are provided on separate tabs in this user interface. The sample control tabs allows crystal alignment and visualization, and control over the sample changer and beam size. The fluorescence scan tab allows for automated edge scans to be executed by simply selecting the element of interest. In addition, the user can also record an X-ray fluorescence emission spectrum at a specified energy. The main data collection tab allows for a sequence of data collections to be performed with the X-ray wavelength and beam attenuation separately defined for each. This enables the automatic collection of multi sweep data sets, for example, low and high dose passes and multi-wavelength experiments. Crystal alignment For many years, crystal alignment was performed manually at the beamline using small goniometer heads, which were brought by the user and screwed on to a standard thread on the beamline goniometer. It was possible to move away from this strategy when standard mounts for cryocrystallography were introduced. Sample translation in all directions and now controlled via software, which has allowed the development of algorithms for optical centering. Or X-ray centering using low-dose diffraction images. However, this stage can still be in bottleneck. Optical centering using, for example, XREC or C3D can be successfully at centering the crystal in the beam, but it's not always reliable, in part because of the difficulty of automatically recognizing crystals and also because the refraction effects introduced by viewing the crystal within a lens-like drop of amorphous eyes. X-ray centering eliminates the second of these problems and is available through blue eyes in GDA, but is usually time consuming as diffraction images need to be taken at a large number of sample positions. One useful shortcut is to approximately center the sample immediately after loading. A diamond light source this is achieved by using a Kness machine vision system as part of the sample loading procedure. This allows the main visualization system to be kept at high magnification so that the user can quickly refine the alignment. As an alternative to manual alignment a diamond light source automated fine centering using XREC is available. XREC is however time consuming compared with a manual centering system that simply requires 3 mouse clicks and takes around 20 seconds. After centering it, it is beneficial to consider adjusting the beam size to match that of the crystal, either by inserting apertures, changing the beam focus, or by using beam defining slits. At present, the adjustment of the beam size is not automatic although in principle, it should be possible to use X-ray tomography to determine crystal dimensions and to then shape the beam accordingly. A key advantage of an undular source is that the beam is typically small and has a low divergence. If the beam size is smaller than the crystal being investigated, then it can be beneficial to record data from multiple positions or carefully select the optimum position. A further development is the appearance of dedicated MX beamlines, which deliver X-ray beams on the order of microns in size. While these have usually been designed to collect optimal data from microcrystals, they also allow for novel data collection strategies. For example, translating across a crystal during data collection to minimize radiation damage or for the systematic mapping of diffraction quality within larger crystals. Strategy, Ranking and Data Collection With the sample changer entirely coupled to the data acquisition software, the screening and ranking of all of the samples for a given experiment becomes feasible, and great strides have been made in developing software tools to achieve this. The typical implementation, data collection on multiple samples can be specified in the data acquisition software, and once the queue is started, each sample is loaded, centered either manually or automatically, using the methods described earlier or two to four diffraction images taken. These images can be analyzed automatically using, for example, eDNA MX and at the end of the screening process, the results can be visualized and ranked to decide which crystals will be used for data collection. An underlying database framework supports this process and presents the results to the user. While these methods are useful when multiple crystals are available for a project, if only when crystal is available, it is perhaps even more important to use the best possible experimental strategy. A diamond light source, eDNA MX characterization, is run automatically if 20 or fewer non contiguous images are recorded and analysis these images and computes a number of data collection strategies. These strategies are designed to represent the types of data collection most often requested by the user and are 1. Standard, 2. Standard anomalous, 3. High multiplicity, and 4 exploration using a low dose. These are presented to the user as HTML pages within GDA so that the user simply has to click on the appropriate strategy to set up for data collection. It is worth noting that if a sample is removed and remounted with the robot that it is replaced with the same orientation. Another factor to be considered is the choice of wavelengths for the experiment. If it is planned to do a SAD or MAD data collection, then these can be chosen by running fluorescence scans. However, the choice between the SAD and MAD approaches for experimental phasing is not straightforward and should take into account the experimental aims and sample characteristics. Once the choice has been made, it is usually straightforward to set up the experiment a diamond light source forsting scans are performed automatically after the element and absorption edge are selected and the data analyzed by the program CHOOCH to characterize the peak and inflection point. These are then imported automatically into the data collection details in the GDA, complementing the setup of the MAD experiment. With the first detectors and sample changes. Now available, it is possible to record 20 full data sets from 20 samples in an hour. Beamline Information Management The Information Management System ISPYB was performed for MX Beamlines initially as a collaboration between the UK and ESRF and is now actively developed as a collaboration between the ESRF and DLS. The primary aim was to provide a framework for the user to manage the samples brought to the synchrotron and to link the subsequent data collection to information earlier in the process. For example, from a crystallization database, currently as data collection is performed, all of the associated parameters and results are automatically linked to the sample in ISPYB, ensuring that a permanent and searchable record Is kept for each sample. Pitfalls. A user-friendly automated beamline can instill a false belief that data collection at the synchrotron is always an easy and routine process. Indeed, it's extremely simple to collect diffraction images. All too often, however, the data collected are not of sufficient quality to answer the biological question which prompted the crystallographic analysis. In general, the aim of the crystallographic experiment is to collect a complete set of accurate high-resolution data, although the balance between these requirements will depend on the experimental objectives. We outlined several possible pitfalls below. For more detailed information, the proceedings of the CCP 4 study weekends under the collection are an excellent resource. Radiation Damage Modern beamlines produce intense and highly collimated X-ray beams, which can rapidly damage biological samples. This not only degrades the quality of the crystallographic data and may be one of the main reasons for mad or sad experiments to fail, but also changes the structure of the protein under study. Software is available for estimating the radiation sensitivity of samples and for planning the diffraction experiment taking into account radiation damage. In practice, this is often necessary to reduce the dose delivered for the individual diffraction images to enable the experiment to be completed, before radiation damage more than offsets the gain in signal-to-noise from using a higher dose. For technical reasons, this is often achieved by attenuating the X-ray beam, usually using thin foils which are inserted into the beam. All the user has to do is to specify the percentage transmission required and the data acquisition system will calculate the combination of forwards to use to give the closest transmission for the particular wavelength. Incomplete data Incomplete data can impede structure determination. For example, molecular replacement experiments are more likely to succeed if the low resolution data are complete. There are two main reasons for the low-resolution data to be incomplete, poor choice of data collection strategy and overloading of the low-resolution data on the detector. It is therefore important to include the measurement of the low-resolution data in the experimental plan, either by selecting a transmission and exposure time that minimizes the overloads, or by recording a dedicated low-dose pass where the strong reflections are properly recorded. A low dose pass may also be helpful for confirming the crystal symmetry. At high resolution, the data may be incomplete due to the strategy chosen, An anisotropy in the diffraction, or simply because the detector was placed too far from the crystal to record the reflections. A final reason for having incomplete data is that the strategy chosen for data collection was based on an incorrect assumption, for example, the crystal symmetry or sample lifetime. When using an automatically determined strategy, it is important to process the data as quickly as possible to confirm that such assumptions were correct. If, for example, the crystal symmetry is found to be lower than was assumed in the sample characterization, it may be possible to complete the data set while the sample is still available. If however the data are incomplete, as the sample did not survive the data collection, there's no choice but to take this into account when planning subsequent experiments. To this end, it is beneficial to use a more weakly diffracting crystal as a sacrificial sample to characterize the lifetime. In situations where the sample lifetime is known to be long, it may be more straightforward to record 100 80 degree of theta to give the fullest possible coverage of any crystal symmetry for a single scan. Data processing and analysis. The objective of crystallography experiments at MX beamlines has historically been the acquisition of raw diffraction data, usually in the form of images. However, thanks to the increasing sophistication in data reduction software and advances in computing hardware, these objectives can be extended to the acquisition of a set of scaled-intensity data in as close to real-time as possible. This has been achieved at Diamond Light Source by timely computing the data acquisition software and downstream data analysis software and offers significant advantages To the user. As the pace of data acquisition increases, the challenge of analyzing becomes more significant. With the arrival of second-generation pixel ray detectors, there has been an order of magnitude increase in this space, making it impossible to even inspect the images for artifacts or signs of crystal decay as they are collected. As a result, it is critical to automate the inspection of the images as well as the downstream data reduction image inspection inspection of the images during data collection in particular for trends in the strength of diffraction can provide immediate feedback about sample decay anisotropy in diffraction and beamline problems to cope with flood of images produced real time per image analysis has been integrated into the diamond light source gda using the TISTL package. This provides a number of metrics, including the total number of spots, the number of spots classified as good bright candidates, and a resolution estimate which are recorded in the ISBYB information management system and displayed on a real-time graph. In this way, the trends in diffraction become clear. For a well-diffracting sample with no visible anisotropy, fully immersed in the beam, approximately constant numbers of spots and resolution estimates are expected. For a crystal where the illuminated volume changes significantly, or a crystal with significant anisotropy in diffraction, there will be clear trends in the strength of diffraction, with a period corresponding to 180 degrees of rotation. If however there is a systematic decay to diffraction, for example resulting from diffraction damage, there will be a monotonic decrease in the numbers of spots and resolution estimate, providing an indication of crystal lifetime which may be used for planning subsequent data collection. Data processing. While per image analysis provides an indication of the crystal behavior, it is critical to process the data in near real time to ensure that the assumptions made in planning the experiment are correct. This is particularly important when the following an automatically determined strategy, as project-specific information may not have been taken into account. In response to increasing throughout a number of automated data processing tools have been developed at Synchrotron facilities. Among these facilities, diamond the Light source is unusual in that the processing is run automatically by the GDA and the results are available therein. In addition, while the processing with XIA2 is thorough, it was found to be slow to be considered real-time. In response to these, a new system has been developed, FastDP, which takes a streamlined approach to data reduction to return results more rapidly, typically within two minutes. XIA2 The aim of XIA2 is to perform a thorough analysis of single-crystal X-ray diffraction data, starting from images to provide Miller indices and their corresponding averaged and corrected intensities, making use of existing software for the underlying processing. The program has two main modes of operation, a 2D mode employing two-dimensional profile fitting and integration via Morse FLM and Scala, and a 3D mode that employs XDS. A refinement of the latter mode, 3DII, uses all available images for the initial characterization of the diffraction pattern useful in cases of weak diffraction or narrow sweeps. The package is capable of correctly reducing data from complex multi-pass, multi-wavelength data collection strategies with little or no user input. As it is impossible to know in advance which approach to the data reduction will give the best quality results, XIA2 is run automatically at DLS in all three modes. This allows the user to select the favorite results after the processing is complete. To assist with understanding the results and making this judgment, a HTML report is generated for every XIA2 run. For cases where the full dataset consists of multiple sweeps of data, the data quality can be improved by reprocessing the full dataset in a single xia a2 run, running XIA2. While the details of using the XIA2 are documented in the manual, there are a small number of key considerations that are worth highlighting here. The first is how the data are collected. If all of the sweeps recorded from a single sample are stored in a single directory, then the program can determine the mode of data collection and hence the best approach for data production. For example, when a data set has been measured that consists of low and high dose passes, the measurements should be scaled and merged into a single unique set. If, however, multiple wavelengths of data have been measured, the data should ideally be scaled together or merged separately. The information needed to make these decisions is typically available in the image headers. While XIA2 is capable of fully reducing many datasets with no additional instruction, there are cases where some help makes the process more robust. In particular, assignment of the space group and unit cell constants by the space group and cell command line options can be particularly helpful when processing data from multiple samples. XIA2 results Whether XIA2 has been run automatically or by hand, the structure of the result is the same the key log files for inspection and the directory log files, many of which are formatted for display using the ccp fo- tool log graph. The reduced data are stored in directory data files which includes a variety of formats to cover use in most downstream applications. Finally, the statistic formatted for structured deposition in the protein data bank are stored in the harvest directory. Appropriate citations for the software used are included in the main program output and users are asked to include these in any subsequent publications. FastTP While the aim of XIA2 is to process data thoroughly, it was found to be too slow to give real-time feedback. Specifically, for many sets, the processing can take upwards of 10 minutes, which often exceeds the time scale for data acquisition. A need was therefore identified for a streamlined XIA2, which could reduce the data on the same time scale as data collection, in response to which FastDP was developed. FastDP is a single data reduction pipeline which employs XDS and makes use of a number of shortcuts identified during the development of XIA2 which do not greatly affect the quality of data processing but dramatically reduce the time needed. The aim of the pipeline is to provide merging statistics and merge intensities in the correct point group as quickly as possible after data collection is complete. test assumptions made in planning the experiment, characterize the quality of data in terms of downstream requirements, and detect radiation damage. The first case is most helpful when combined with data collection strategies from, for example, eDNA, which assume the crystal point group from the crystal lattice. If the crystal is found to have lower symmetry, it may be possible to complete the data set while the sample is available. In other cases, it may become clear from the fast DAP results that there is need for higher resolution or stronger data to enable structure determination. In terms of radiation damage, the results of processing are more sensitive to changes in the intensities rather than overall decay in the sample, which may be of particular importance in phasing experiments. After implementation it was also found that the resulting merged intensities are adequate for the downstream analysis, for example difference map calculation for ligand binding studies, which can also be performed automatically at diamond light source. Presenting the results The pressure from increased throughput makes the task of recording the experiments performed and the locations of data more of a challenge. ISPYB addresses this challenge and includes a web-designed user interface. A Diamond Light Source, HTML reports are also created in real-time during the experiment, which summarise the data collection and per-image analysis as well as including links to the results of the automatic processing in XIA2 and fast These can be backed up along with the data to provide a permanent record for the visit, as well as providing a useful tool for the remote access user to monitor ongoing experiments. These reports along with the results of the automatic processing are available through the GGA History tab. Summary The last 10 years have seen intense efforts directed at improving and automating all aspects of the experimental procedures for macromolecular crystallography data collection, from the delivery of X-ray to sample handling, experiment planning, data collection and data analysis. For routine experiments such as ligand binding studies, the automated tools described here can be deployed to perform the complete data collection in the Nazis process with almost no input from the user. For less routine experiments, the automated tools described can be used to make the process significantly more straightforward, particularly when used together. As always, however, the automation tools are more helpful when combined with a clear understanding of the aims of the experiment and taken together with a good understanding of the principles of collecting good data They allow structures to be determined from crystals that only a few years ago would have been discarded as hopeless. The process of development shows no sign of abating, so what we present here can be no more than a snapshot of where we stand in early 2011. Thank you for listening to this article. Please do follow me on Twitter, PubReading and on all other podcast platforms. Thank you.